It's time for the Big Nasty Show right here on 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450thesportsbuzz.com. Ah, no Kentucky Anna, welcome in. Welcome into the Big Nasty Show on 1450 The Sports Buzz. And 1450thesportsbuzz.com. It's a little little chilly outside. I was just. It's it's a beautiful day today. Uh, it's a little chilly. We're we're rebounding. Uh, it was a holiday weekend, if you would. It's a it was a Mother's Day. It was a pink weekend, if you would. So DJ Yates uh, missed you last week. As always, I was out the uh, polo fields out there, and uh, I guess that's in Middletown is where that's at. We were doing a little the uh, golf tournament out there. How, how was your weekend? And uh, how was your last week? Uh, it's been a while. Uh, it was pretty good. You, enjoyable weekend. Did you uh, go to uh, Lady Yates' family or your family or both while you were? Uh, no, we didn't. We didn't get to visit with her family. They live up in Northern Kentucky, so it's a Goes bit that, of a drive up there. They uh, were and they were in last weekend. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they came down thing. and helped us paint. So oh, a little, little house painting, yeah, so huh? We, what we got, uh, we did, got to visit with them? Did, what what rooms of the house did you redo? Uh, the master bedroom and the master bathroom. Nice, nice. That's uh, that's always nice to have new colors in the bedroom and the bathroom. So yes, uh, did you? <laughs> well, oh, <laughs> these were these were wife's projects. Oh, so. oh, you say that you didn't uh, this you didn't come up with these things? <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm, not, so, I'm not a big fan of painting. So well, uh, it, it's always like I said. It's I always I always miss you a little bit. Uh, it's kind of like a brotherly. Uh, brotherly love that I've developed for for my DJ, and uh, I miss him when I'm out in the field. Though we had a uh, we had uh, less than perfect less than perfect uh, day that day, but we we broke through. We broke through and conquered. A little rainy, you, huh? Yeah. Oh man, I tell you, a lot of a lot of rain in the whole area. I just had to wait till the rain let up the other day and actually get the lawnmower out and get get it hacked up. So, but uh, so you got to see, you got to see the family. Uh, wish your mom a happy Mother's Day, and everybody's. Yeah, of course you got a new one, as I do. We got a new new entry into the family, so there's a yeah. I new... got to, I got to spend some quality time with the new niece. Yeah, I I have to wait until July to do that, but uh, I do uh, I do want to mention a, a sort of somber note. I, I had we had really good uh, we had good and bad in my family this week. We had to, of course the the arrival of Grant, my my nephew, and it makes me feel older now that I'm an uncle. But I also a few days later had to say goodbye to uh, my grandmother's husband or my step grandfather, if you would. He he passed away uh, a few days ago, so uh, I wanted to send my thoughts out to both my my mother and my my grandmother for Mother's Day, but also my condolences to my grandmother because I, I I can't tell you what that's like. But uh, you know, there's with with all the old leaving, the new comes in, so we we have to look forward to a new day. Spring is a new day, so. We've got a big show today to talk about. We have lots of things to talk about, I should say. If any any point in the show you want to call in on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line, you can give us a call, and uh, we'll chat with you here on all your questions. We'll give you all the answers that you need for sure on this show. And if not, we'll give you what our thoughts are anyway. So um, we have uh, later on in the second hour, I'm going to talk with uh, Claire Novak. She's the Blood Horse, one of the chief writers at Blood Horse, and she's, uh, she's got some really amazing stuff and some stories. We're going to talk a little Preakness with her, a little wrap-up of Derby, what she experienced with the Derby, what she what she thought, who, who she likes, this and that. We're going to talk with her in the second hour. I'm going to talk with Bruce Jarrett of Saints uh, at uh, somewhere around the 140, 130 hour. We're going to talk to him about a little bit of Chicago Blackhawks, NHLs in the playoffs. As you know, the NBA is in the playoffs We've got some entertainment news to talk about today. There is a, a lengthy riding dirty section. Whether or not we'll get there, whether or not we'll get there, um, we have uh, we've got the NHL and the NBA, like I said, both in the playoffs. 
We've got a little bit of NFL to talk about. Major League Baseball is rocking and rolling, um, rocking and rolling big time. So we we've got uh, we've got that to talk about. We've got a little. Um, we're gonna we're, let's spend a lot of time in the second hour talking about this Preakness coming up. Uh, we, we had a noteworthy uh, last minute scratch there. Uh, we will uh, we will find out. We'll find out exactly who's going to be the best horse in the country, and we have a possible Triple Crown winner this year, which we haven't had in many, many years. So, we've got a little Major League Baseball. Like I said, we're going to talk about golf. We had a little, we had a little discrepancy in the golf game this week. Uh, we we've got uh, Tiger. Uh, we'll just say Tiger silenced the discussion, but we'll talk about that a little bit later as well. Um, we've got. An iconic racetrack in the horse racing game is going to no longer be with us. Uh, I wanted to give my condolences, and that's a short but sweet story. Hollywood Betfair Hollywood Park made it official this week. They made it official that they were going to um, they're going to close their doors for good at this iconic racetrack out in California. Betfair Hollywood Park will no longer be with us. We've got a little um, we got a little NASCAR to talk about. Uh, there's a, they're, they're getting, they're getting into the guts of the NASCAR season. We'll, we'll wrap that up for you. We've got, uh, we've got, there's, there's uh, some moments with God. We've got a little, a little MMA talk to talk about today. A little college basketball. We've got, uh, let's see what else we've got to talk about today. Well, that's just about it. It's a very big, big playoff season, a very big playoff season going on right now. We've got, uh, both NHL and the NBA are in the playoffs the NHL we're going to talk about in the a little later when we have a NHL expert going to call in. Um, if anybody wants to call in with us, uh, at any point we can call them. You can call them on the Oxford Ford Lincoln Buzz Line. It's three eight four fourteen fifty, and uh, we can chat with me or DJ Yates in the booth, whichever. We've got. Uh, I believe there are the request lines. Uh, we're going to put. We're going to open the request lines up today. Sure. All right. I'm love always it. open to take requests. I love it. I love Might it. Not always get them played, but I'll, I'll always take them. Exactly. Well, that's kind of like most people's love life. They can go ahead and try as much as they want, but they might always get the results they're looking exactly. for. Sometimes so. you get rejected. It's part of life. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> well, at least there's a new there's a new paint scheme in the bedroom and the bathroom. So <laughs> DJ Yates is a happily married young lad, and they're uh, they're painting and uh, prospering in the uh, DJ Yates household. So. Um, what we're, we were talking, what are we going to, we want to talk about a little bit of NBA talk here today. We, the first, uh, the first of many games is underway. We're going to, there's, the series are getting really, really good in the NBA. I am not an official expert on this, but I know someone who is, and we, we got him on the Oxmoor Fordling and Buzz line here. Uh, Nick Swartz, you on there, bud? Yes, I am. How you doing? Oh, glad to hear your voice, buddy. It's always nice when I know you're calling in because I know that I'm going to get that not only perspective, but I'm also going to get that uh, northeast persuasion in the equation, if you know what I'm saying. So, uh, let's yeah, let's, northeast fire. So, how's things going, buddy? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, it's it's a great time to be a sports fan. I think I, it's starting to get nice out. It's the best time of year. What's it like up there? What's it up like up there in Philadelphia right now? Weather-wise, um, it's a little a little chillier than normal, but uh, other than that, it, it, it's pretty good. It's I know. nice, it's funny. We got a little. It's been chilly the last couple of days here. We we got slammed with rain for about four days in a row. Starting at, starting Derby Day down here, it rained pretty much the whole time. Yeah, I heard the, I heard the Derby was it was pretty rainy down there. Um, no, it was it was actually really hot over the weekend, but um, a little a little warmer than expected. But it cooled off a little bit. But it's, it's a little it was know. a little little sloppy in these parts the last few days. It's actually sunny today and really nice out, but it's a little breezy and a little cool. 
Same um, here. Same so, here. Um, so, did you get to, uh, you get a chance to to have a little Mother's Day fun the last over the weekend? Uh, yeah, yeah, I definitely did. Um, you know, I got to spend some time, you know, with you know my mother, and I got to spend some time with my, you know, my son's mother. It was, it was a great time, and I really like to, and, and I like to watch baseball on Mother's Day, and I love to, uh, and that's one of the things that uh, I'm, I'm writing about today, and one of the things that I think is awesome is all the major league baseball does for, you know, breast cancer awareness and you know, mothers, from the, you know, the pink bats to the balls and the money they donate. You know, I just think that's really awesome. It, it, it is great. My it's, mother on her breast cancer. There was actually so, a bit of a, there was a, there was a bit of a, um, there was a bit of a sort of conspiracy here with Louisville Slugger because mm-hmm. there was a, there was a copyright issue with the, the pink bats with Louisville Slugger. Uh, it was trademark issues that they, they finally, they waived that sort of, and so Major League was, uh, Major League. There's, yeah, there's also the uh, pink with the. They're going to use pink balls. Um, none of the games that I watched had the pink balls, but supposedly they're going to use pink balls this year. It would have been the first year. I've heard. But of what they're afraid of is they're wound too tight, and they would they would fly out. They would ah. be easily hit, and and they would also for the hitters they'd be easy to pick up. So they ended up not using them. Not in any of the games I've seen. Ah, that's interesting. But, I, um, I, I, I just I just I just was reading an article about the bats, and there was a little. There was a little discrepancy there, yeah. and then they, I guess, Major League Baseball. So uh, we're actually going to talk Major League Baseball um, after the break. Uh, we're going to we're going to run the break up to uh, we're going to talk uh, basketball first, and then we'll take a break, talk yeah. about, finish that up, and talk about Major League Baseball if that's okay with you. Because I tell you what, absolutely, these this this NBA playoff season is is starting to shape up to be some pretty entertaining basketball, man. Pretty, pretty yes, entertaining. Yes, sure. You're right about a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, anyway, well, let's 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 dive right into that. We've got we've got uh, we've got eight teams left, four uh, four, uh, four different games, two yep. two in each side. So uh, do, where, where do you want to start? Let's let you pick a series, and we'll we'll start to talk about that one first. I like the the most interesting series to me so far yeah. is the the Golden State San Antonio series. I'm a little shocked by it. Um, it's probably not the most interesting for like most East Coast people, but for me, I, I just find I'm very surprised that this Golden State team is. I mean, they could easily be up three one. Um, and and, it's and I think two. they should be. I, I think they should be. Yeah. I, I mean, you watched yep. that first game. It was a masonic effort for the Spurs to pull that to pull that out. And with that last minute, yeah. Ginobili because Ginobili was cold the whole game, couldn't hit a thing, couldn't yep. hit, couldn't hit a couldn't hit a couldn't hit the ocean off the side of a boat, and uh, and then he hits that <laughs> he hits that unorthodox shot at the end to win it, win it all for them. He that's just what he does. That guy amazing. We talked about him last time. I mean, that's just what he gets paid money to do. He's got ice in his veins, and you knew when he hit that shot that you know the Spurs were going to end up winning the game. But then Golden State bounces back, and they're in the series. Like, you know, they're in the series, and you know they're more than in. It. I think they have a good chance of winning it. I have, um, and uh, I'm blown away. I had um, uh, Rashawn Myers from our Mason and Myers in the morning, our morning show here on the on the station on 1450 The Sports Buzz. I had him on. We were at Polo Fields doing a live broadcast from one of the nice country clubs over here locally here, Nick. And and uh, I asked yeah. him the question, and I'll pose the same one to you, um, Thompson and Curry, best bat court ever. As Mark Jackson said, uh, Mark Jackson said, "Not best quarter, <laughs> not ever, <laughs> but they're pretty, they're pretty good. Not ever. <laughs> let's, I can't, let's not jump too far ahead of ourselves here. But no, they're, I mean, pretty impressive. Yes, absolutely. Potential you know, with, with some years left in it, but not best ever. No, potential to be the best ever. 
What do you say? Potential to be the best ever if they stay together and stay healthy? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that the ceiling is there, there probably isn't one yet, but potentially, sure, absolutely. But not right now. Too early in the game to say, you know, best ever. What about know? the discussion? Um, too often that coined. What if someone says to you, you know? Steph, Cur- Steph Curry is the best separate and shoot guard that's ever played the game? I would say, um, did anyone watch Michael Jordan's last shot against Utah in the championship? <laughs> yeah, but Michael Jordan wasn't a guard. Michael Jordan wasn't a guard, though. Well, I, I know, but look, but that's, that's one of the things about, about Michael Jordan, though, was, and one of the things about LeBron James is that you can't really, you can't, they may come out and be announced to the position, but oh, Michael Jordan you... and LeBron, they ran the point, you know, they were guards, they forward, other, you know, I mean, with LeBron, you can put them down at the center. So, to put Either one of those I got you. great it's, it's tough to make that. in a category is tough for me. Yeah, it's tough to make that distinction. That's a good point. Uh, this is Again, I'm chatting with Nick, St- uh, Nick Swartz here. He's uh, from Hub Sports, and you still got, you're still writing for the Yankee column and, uh, and rants as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there absolutely. Um, I work at HubSports.com uh, and uh, HubSM.com, and I still write for uh, Rant Sports on the Yankees. Um, do a lot of writing, watch a lot of sports. Twenty four seven. There you go. Uh, well, let's 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 talk this Spurs Warriors, and then I got to get to a, to my first break here real quick, and then we'll get back at the others here. Uh, so so okay. the, like we said, the Spurs the Spurs pull out a miraculous win in in game one, yeah. and like you said, it could easily be three uh, one going back to yeah. Golden State. All right, Golden State wins last night to tie it up. Uh, how do you think this? How do you think this plays out? I, I mean, are you you said already it's kind of shocked. You're kind of shocked at where how it got to this point. You you had said the you thought the San Antonio was going to win the, win that series. Yeah, I I did. I I really did. I mean, I thought that you know I think the Golden State's good. I didn't think that you know Curry would come so like into his own so much and be able to command a team as well he is. I mean, I've watched him you know since he played at Davidson, and and I, I've always been I've been a fan, and I think that he's really quick off the dribble. I think that. You know, he's a he's like a born leader. You know, some people are just that way. Um, I didn't think that he could single-handedly, you know, and it is, you know. I mean, I know he has some help, but he's really his team, and he's taken over this series. Like, everyone else is kind of a backstory compared to, uh, to Curry, and I'm a little surprised by that. And maybe San Antonio's uh, age is in – I think the longer the series goes on, the more that's going to start being in question is their age. That's going to jeopardize And they hang with these young guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's, it's. This is one of the thing. This is the one area we, we both sort of agreed with, that the experience, would, we'll say experience slash age, was actually yeah. working for the Spurs. But as the series goes on, we both agree that it's probably going to be a deterrent and kind of be a bad thing for them. Uh, I think the momentum's obviously on the on the Golden State side, but you have to remember we have two more games in San Antonio. More than likely, yeah. More than likely, because this this seems like the type of series that might go seven. If it goes yeah, seven, it's it's a, it's in San Antonio. So um, let me get let me get your prediction on this series as it stands. It's two two. We got uh, it's going to be Tuesday night at nine thirty. They play in San Antonio. Two two. How's the rest of this series shape up? I am going to go with one of the writers from uh, Hub Sports. And he's a big Golden State guy, and I'm going to say Golden State because of Curry. You know, he writes about him all the time. He, I think they, he has a man crush on Curry, and I, he's got me believing in, in Golden State, so I'm going to go Golden State. Perfect. And you know what? I'm going to— this last game ended 25-7 run. I think that they showed their youth is going to, is going to win the series. 
and the Curry ankle injury thing is going to act as mojo to to catapult them to the victory as well. So we both got the Warriors. Yep. I tell you what, Nick, I got to take a quick break. On the other side, we'll talk the rest of these these other three games. Okay, buddy. I'm going to get a quick break Absolutely. in here. Fourteen fifty the Sports Buzz. Fourteen fifty the Sports You're listening to the Big Nasty Show. Mountain, a little over the mountain from Ozzy, bringing us back. I tell you what, sometimes DJ Yates in the booth plays something that makes me happy, and sometimes he plays something that blows my mind. It's always good either way, though. It's always good either way. Thanks for the over the mountain. It's perfect. <laughs> perfect. I do what I can. I <laughs> know you do. Uh, DJ Yates is keeping it good in the booth. I'm always in a better mood when I've got... Uh, when I've got DJ behind the glass. So I wanted to touch on a quick entertainment news note. Uh, before I do that, I wanted to, to say that that's sponsored by Nick Stein Law over here in New Albany. It's in the Kentuckiana area, nicksteinlaw.com, 948-6000. If, uh, if you get hurt in an injury or an accident of any kind, give them a call because they can get you what you need in a timely manner. It doesn't have to go to court, and it doesn't usually with them, but if it does, they'll get the job done for you. Again, it's nicksteinlaw.com. Real quick entertainment note. This is going to be heartbreaking, DJ Yates, and also, Nick, brace yourselves. The dog, the dog, Randy Jackson, American Idol greatness, has decided he's going to step down from his plateau. <laughs> is everybody okay with that? Are you okay with that, DJ? Uh, it's kind of sad. It's a sad thing. A sad. Nick, how you feel about that, buddy? No more Randy Jackson, no um, more dog. I'm, I'm crushed, actually. I was just reaching for a box of tissues. I'm, I'm crushed. <laughs> well, I've got a box of tissues at the ready here in the station, at the, in the studio, because uh, there's always some emotional stuff. But I wanted to get that point in there to start the, the second segment. I'm here. I'm talking to Nick uh, Swartz. He's up in... Where exactly are you at? Are you are you outside of Philadelphia? Is that where that's? Where yeah, I'm. A, I live about five miles from uh, Philadelphia in the Northeast area. I write for uh, Hub Sports and Music. It's HubFM.com and uh, Ram Sports. But uh, yeah, about five miles away from Philadelphia. Yes, as we said before, it's a little chilly there. It's a little chilly here today, but we're warming things up here a little bit on the on the show. We just talked Spurriers and War- Spurs and Warriors. Boom, put it, made them the same team there for a minute, uh, and uh, we both uh, we both believe that the Warriors will actually get this done. The momentum's on their side. We'll have to wait and see how that shapes up again uh, Tuesday at nine thirty is in San Antonio on TNT. Tune in and see what the results are of that. Just above that, we've got Thunder OKC. Against the Memphis Memphis Grizzlies, uh, this series is uh, Memphis is actually surprisingly a little to me is up two to one in this series. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean it's surprising in the sense because going in, you know, you wouldn't obviously think you know that would be the case, but with the injury, you know, you had to kind of you, you had to see this coming in a sense, and we talked about that a little bit before, like. Because you know the day that we had spoke is when you know it came out that um, Russell Westbrook, Westbrook was was hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it, I'm not I'm not 
shocked. I'm not. I'm not actually. You know, I, I know Memphis is a pretty good team. They play extremely well at home. Um, how much you know can can Kevin Durant carry a team like that? He actually is physically. I mean, he's cast to carry this team for them to make a chance. But going into it, you, you know, it was automatic Miami, Oak, you know, Oakie playing each other in the finals. But with the injury to Westbrook now, they're human in a sense. Um, well, so they become one. Shocking that much. They become a bit one-dimensional, don't they? Very. And they, then, they, become you know, a little, they, they double down on them. It's a little. It's a little bit uh, slay the giant kind of uh, mentality. If you if you can take Durant, you can't. It's nearly impossible to contain him. And when his coach the other day said, uh, you know, they contained him, and he still scored twenty eight points. You know, yeah. It's not. It, yeah. It's not like you take him out of the game completely. But that's you got to be the 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 game plan for that, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you, if even if you look at the box score, I mean. He led in points, assists, rebounds, turnovers, steals. I mean, like, so, I mean, is there anyone else out there helping him? I mean, he needs some help for them not to get knocked off. Um, and with the, the, the saw that you wouldn't think would be this far in, you know, uh, in, in, in the NBA playoffs, uh, leading his team, Mark, I mean, uh, the Grizzlies are, they're capable of beating Oklahoma. They're very capable of knocking off uh, Oklahoma City. Oh, um, and and they, they got the they momentum. And and if if you look if you look, yeah. at, the, if you look at the box scores, Memphis actually handled both of those games that yep. that, that they won, and then OKC on a last minute shot again, or, or you know, basically a buzzer buzzer extension, buzzer beater. They they win ninety three ninety one in the first game, or this series could be another one that this this could be three zero right now. I mean, it, yeah, you know, you're, uh, you're, yeah, you're close. That was a very close to being three zero. So. Um, and then, of course, you have you have to give props to to Randolph. He's you know Z Money. What do they call him? Z Bud or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> he how much of a freak is this guy? This guy's a freak. I, I mean, the fact that he has his own little his nickname, I I just realized you know this year. So I'm, I'm amazed. I mean, he's having a great playoff, and he's strong, and he's a force underneath. Um, you know, and the thing is, the last game that they played, that he didn't even have one of his better games. He, he wasn't only a, he, eight points and had ten boards. You know? That was a low scoring game. Uh, that was that was yeah, yeah. That was a low scoring game. 87-81. I mean, that's uh, if you score eighty one points in the NBA, you're you're not going to win too many basketball games, for sure. Well, if you're Oklahoma City and you only score eighty one points, you're going to lose every game because they're they're like a high flying act and, and yeah, because you know, they've lost the, one of the their their they're one of the biggest stars, the guy that's leading the you know. That runs the show for him. Well, and but let's not he, forget the big gun loose. And let's not forget yeah. the influence that the Russell Westbrook fashion uh, statement makes to the to the rest of the team too. You know, he keeps them going with that too. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got style like that, Nick Swartz? You got style like that oh, when you go yeah, to your absolutely. hub, your hub, hub and rant parties when they get together. You got style. All right, I figured yeah, you did. I'm, yeah, you know, I'm, I, I rock a little polyester flair when I go. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. You ought to see me when I throw down, buddy. I tell you what, it it is it is or isn't pretty depending on who's talking to you. So, um, so anyway, yeah. Memphis, Memphis and the Thunder. Any chance that the Thunder has a Thunder? I don't. Think, I, I, don't I think that if, if Thunder lose, and the reason that I think that the Thunder lose was um, how close the games have been. Now that they're two one, there has to be questions in the locker room. And um, if they would have jumped on top of Memphis, I think Memphis probably would have would have crumbled. But since they 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 haven't, um, you know that they're looking around the locker room and they're you know, Durant's probably looking around the locker room like, well, are one of you guys going to help me? And I think that. You know, um, Memphis getting that second one, being up two one, and, and knowing they've pretty much controlled the whole series. 
I think that, you know, Oklahoma City's probably down themselves. You know, from playing sports, I know that, okay. you know, and I'm sure you know, too, you're going to be questioning your team. Absolutely. I mean, every sport that's out there, some more than others, is a huge mental yeah. Uh, persuasion one way or the other and that's a great point uh, yeah. you know it's it's you know emotionally and mentally it's it's very difficult to play basketball under these circumstances and you know Westbrook you know he led the team and that opened up I mean it's just it's just it's it's hard to put a price tag on how important he was to the game or how he how he is to that team so um I'm with you on this one as well uh, I, I think the Grizzlies are they're just physical enough I don't think OKC is physical enough to, to, to come back. They're not physical at all. That's what I'm They're saying. They're not physical at all. That's the problem. Yeah, and I don't it's think— a great matchup for Memphis. Yeah, it is. It really is a great matchup for Memphis. So we both agree on that, which is very interesting because that, that provides us with a West Coast final involving the Memphis Grizzlies and the Golden State Warriors. So— <laughs> Yeah, who would have thought that? <laughs> and this is an interesting matchup because we have Golden State, who's you've got the arguably the best shooting court— uh, shooting backcourt in the game right now against a very physical yeah. Memphis Grizzlies basketball team. Who wins this to go to the championship game? Memphis has really been impressive, um, but I, I do like. To, I'm going to have to stick with my buddy Johnny in Florida that writes for the and 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 say Golden State in the finals. I really, I'm a big Terry believer. I've I've been watching. Since, I tell you, I've been watching this kid grow up. Sit through college and what he's doing now. Uh, you're talking it's this kid. Be a tough matchup, though. This kid, you're talking Seth Curry, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing. I, I I agree with you, and I think they get it done. There's one variable in this equation. If that ankle, if that ankle yes. has an issue, then I think the Memphis Grizzlies go on to play as a representative of the West. If it doesn't, I agree with you one hundred percent. And his 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 his, uh, his ankle stays healthy, the Warriors win the series. It's a, it's a great series. It's going to be one one fun one to watch. Uh, if the, yes. if the Memf- if Memphis if Memphis can be physical with a, with a banged up Curry, uh, I think they're going to be tough for the for the Warriors to stay with. So uh, that's kind of where it comes down to. So, uh, but. We'll just give him the benefit of the doubt and stay, says, say the ankle stays healthy, and I'll pick the Warriors in six games, but a hard-fought series. Yeah, I would say Warriors in like six or seven. It's going to be a real tough, fun series to watch, and it's in two contrasting styles. Um, but I, I, I think that Golden State, if Curry stays healthy, um, I think that uh, they win it. Okay, well, I'm going to save the. We'll, we'll go to the East now, and and I'm going to. I agree with you on that. So we're we're both there. We have the Warriors in the in the championship game in the final. Um, I thought for a minute the Bulls might have the right formula to beat the Heat, but now I'm pretty. Yeah. It's pretty safe to say that with the, with the physicality and the, you know LeBron hit the deck the other day. There was just, there, you know there was just, you know suspensions. There was you know ejections. Yeah, a little fight going on. Yeah, yeah. and you know. The Heat can, you know, LeBron can bring it. He's a big man. You know, it's not like he's a softie. Yes, he he's a big man. No, um, he's not. And I think uh, I could probably assume that you're on the same page with me in this. I think the Heat pretty well closes yeah. door on this series. I think that the biggest mistake the Bulls made was getting LeBron's attention because maybe that they could have snuck up on the Heat, even though, you know, they get that first round win and right, know, maybe they right. could have. Called the heat off, but they got their attention full. They are focused on them, and I don't think the Bulls win another game. I don't think so either. I think bring it. it, it, They're in Chicago. They're in Chicago tonight. If the Bulls win another game, I think it's tonight. If they if they pull another game off, they 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 possibly pull out a home game. 
The whole city's motivated around this. You know, LeBron, LeBron's the enemy. They're the enemy. This is a physical series that gets people really pumped up. You know, that home field, yeah. that home court advantage in the NBA at this time of year is huge. So, yep, yep, so, I agree. So I, I, I think if yeah, they win, if they do win one, it might be tonight. It might be tonight, Monday night after Mother's Day. You got all that that whole mojo working for you. So that's the only thing. But still, the Heat wins the series, no question. In my opinion, um, if they win another game, the Bulls win tonight. That's where I am at with that series. I agree with you. I mean, if the Bulls do win, it would be tonight. I just, I don't even see him winning tonight. But I guess you know it's a possibility, of course. Um, but the Heat are. They're another, they're on another level, you know, and uh, they're gonna, they're gonna put it to them. They put it to them the last game. Holy crap! And uh, I, don't, I don't think the Bulls just said they don't have enough. They don't have enough to hang with a team like the Heat. Nah. So uh, I think that ends quick. Yeah, exactly. So we have one more series to to uh, to talk about, and this one's actually very interesting to us. I here. love this one. Yeah, it's also <laughs> very interesting to us in the sense that the, the you know, Indiana's right, right here. The, 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 yeah. It's about a two-hour drive. I've actually been to a couple games this year. Uh, I hadn't been before, but one of my uh, one of our associates here on the station on 1450 The Sports Buzz uh, at 1450com Trevor took me up to a game. So I kind of have a little bit of a, a allegiance here with the, the, the Indiana Pacers I've started to develop. And I really like this team play that they, they sort of display. They don't have that one or two big, you know, they've got good players and big players, but they don't have that one or two mm-hmm. guys that's like the focus of their team, like a Durant or a LeBron. They have a, a team chemistry that's working very well for them. They match up great against the Knicks. They're very physical. They're boarding against the Knicks. You know, if the Knicks are one-dimensional in a sense that if you take Carmelo out, out of the game, what what else do they have? Yeah, that's that's the, the Knicks' biggest problem is that they are a one-man show. And on top of that, you know, Carmelo, um, he takes too many shots. He takes bad shots. He doesn't pass the ball well. Um, you know, and you can't have that type of, of player and succeed. You know, they they make it past the Pacers, and I'm sure we'll get into that more. But um, that's the biggest problem with them is that he takes too many shots, and, and the majority of them are bad ones. He'll score a lot of points, but he takes a lot of shots. Yeah, and that's, that's one know? of those statistics that's sort of a – uh, misunderstood and not it's, it's like silent statistic you know you know it's like Russ Smith yeah. locally here Russ Smith scored a lot of points for the Louisville Cardinals this year on the way to a championship season he shot the rock yeah. a lot he shot the rock yeah, a lot so it's a very important fact there so okay so here we have the Pacers, Pacers and Knickers, Knicks I like I said I think the Pacers are, are, are a physical basketball team they're out rebounding the Knicks and I think that's the the, the signature key to this this win and I really believe that the Pacers win this series. I think it's a Pacers Heat uh, East Coast final. I, I, I can't believe that we're going to go four for four on this, but I think so too. I, I don't, I don't, never really liked the Knicks. I'm surprised they did as well as they did even during the season. Um, I, I'm, I don't think that Carmelo Anthony is good enough, and he's, I think he's too selfish. Um, he shoots the ball too much, and the Pacers, like you said, are an all-around team. They have a one of the few teams that have a force in the middle, Herbert, you know, he, uh, he he's a strong force in the middle that should be played for the Sixers right now that they passed on. Yeah. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> I know. It. But, uh, I, I, know no, I like Indiana as well. Okay, so then we yeah, have the, we have the Heat against the Pacers, and we've already picked we've already picked the Warriors to be representing the West. The Heat plays the Pacers. Any chance the Pacers beat the Heat in this series? Mm, no. You don't think so? Unfortunately, no. I mean, I would love to see the Heat lose. I would love it. But I, I, I would no, I, I they're agree. not. So. no chance. <laughs> it's, it's too bad, you know. It's it, 
to say something like that because, you know, with everything else, every other series, and it's good, they're going to be great. But the Miami Heat are a bustle. And, you know, they are now completely focused. Um, even though I, I don't think they have a very good coach, um, they have a really good coach on the court, and they have a bunch of veterans that I think that they can play physical, they can play finesse, up-court defense. I just don't see how they can be stopped. I got so you. So I think they run through Indiana. Nick, when, when you're having fun, the time flies past. i got to get to another break, buddy. Stick with me for a minute. Yeah, no we'll be right back from uh, 1450 The Sports Buzz, 1450thesportsbuzz.com. You're listening to The Big Nasty Show. Welcome back to the big nasty show here on 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450thesportsbuzz.com. Uh, still talking with uh, Nick Swartz. You still there, bud? Yes, I am. All right, buddy. Well, we uh, we just we just touched base with our NBA, and uh, we, we wanted to um, continue on to the other sports that we both enjoy so much. Uh, first of all, I want to yeah. uh, sort of congratulate you. The Yankees <laughs> are on top of the American League East, and a few weeks ago— some would some would not have thought that you. I'm certainly sure did. How you how you feel about um, that? I'm a little I'm a little shocked myself. I I, I will I'm not going to sit here and I, I thought they'd do a lot better than what everyone projected. And you know, uh, lots of people talked. I wrote about it, and you know, it's all out there to see. Um, but I am surprised um, by a few things. You know, I'm surprised that that they are, you know, in first. And I'm, I'm surprised that the injuries keep happening and, and the more players are stepping up and they're adding new pieces. Like today they're playing the doubleheader. And, I, you know, I'm watching the game. I was watching the game through, you know, breaks are playing at noon uh, against the Indians. And they're actually losing one nothing. But they have they have a guy at first base I've never even heard of before. And I've been following the Yankees since 1983. I know. They're and, banged uh, up. I'll tell no, you. It's, they're doing great. It's a great job of coaching, too, to get that team with the way, the way they're playing. So let me, let's me let let's talk what's really important. Apparently, Joba, uh, Jabba Chamberlain, decided to throw yeah. cast aspersions towards <laughs> Mariano Ravi, Riviera, the, the king. The king. Yeah. What's, what's um, your thoughts on this? Well, Turmoil. what happened that with so the thing is, I got a little info on that. Um, I, I do talk to uh, beat writers from uh, that cover the Yankees quite a bit, you know, through the years, developing contacts, you know, like you have. And, well, you're, um, you're, you're, this so, is Nick Sports from the Hub Sports and Ran. I mean, you got connections. I know this. Yeah, yeah. So I'm talking to a few, and because I, I was curious, I seen a little bit of it on Twitter. I was like, I was like, what did he do, job? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then I got a little bit more information. What happened was. Mo was, you know, getting talked to because you would call it anniversary, anniversary of him, you know, tearing his ACL in Kansas City, you know, shagging flies, and you know, then he gets his first save, you know, um, at, you know, there, and they're they're interviewing him, and, and Job is talking with his family, who's down to watch the game, and you know, uh, it was inter- it was interrupting uh, Mo's interview, and he shushed him. <laughs> I know <laughs> I it's just, him. Just, he shushed him, uh, and. Uh, and, and, and Java took offense to that, and then when asked, you know, you know, afterwards, you know, I guess he said something like during the interview about it, and then later on went right up to to uh, the you know Yankee legend Mariano Rivera, and you know got in his face about it. But uh, Mariano Rivera is very calm, from what I understand, and very you know cool, and obviously to be a relief pitcher like he is, you know, you would have to be. Um, 
and they squashed it. It was squashed, and I guess they were laughing about it afterwards. And but the thing is, the biggest thing is, is Java never apologized. He never apologized for doing what he did. I, but can, um, I, can I say this on the air? I think he seems like kind of a schmuck, Java. Yes, like I, I'm not a big yeah. Java fan. He seems like he, <laughs> well, he seems like he acts his age. I guess is what I'm trying to say. A lot of people, it, it's easy to to forget. That we're talking about in some cases, not not with you know Moro, but obviously with some of these, you know, Java's what is he twenty four? He's a young kid, isn't he? Yeah. And so yeah, and he, a lot of people got yeah. you got to realize that, you know these are these are young kids that have been exposed to a lot of the luxuries in life that no one else. I'm not condoning this or condoning being an idiot, but if if he is, I'm not saying he I'm not saying he's an idiot. I'm just saying uh, his perception is that he could be potentially an idiot. But, uh, yeah, there's definitely the perception he's an idiot. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> I think that's nationwide. So you're, you're on the cut on the inside. So, but hats off to Vernon Wells. He's swinging the bat pretty well for the Yanks. I, I love it. Another thing, I, early in the season, I mean, you know, I'll be the first one to call myself out when I made mistakes. But when they first signed him, I, you know, wrote about a, a few pieces on it, and I, I said that was the Curtis Granderson getting hurt. What and, and people thought it was crazy. I said Curtis Granderson getting hurt was a blessing because the Yankees would not have approached the Angels. The Angels are actually paying for Wells to play well for the Yankees. Look and look where the Angels are. And Wells is, I think he, last night he went four for five or three for four, something like that. Yeah, it, that's, he pulled it, he pulled he it out. It was, yeah, oh, yeah. He, he's, he's swinging, they, they were dissecting his swing. He made a few adjustments to his swing, and they showed it. It was amazing, yeah. and, and he's, he's, he's hitting the cover off the baseball. The only problem that he ever had was staying healthy. He was an all-star in Toronto. He had the, Kevin Long's a great uh, uh, batting coach the Yankees have. He's adjusted swing. He's, uh, I think, leading or tied in home runs with the, with the team. He gets key hits. He's, he's hitting with two outs. And and Cano and, and him are, are leading the middle of the Yankees lineup of no names. And I wrote a story where, you know, I said the Yankees are being led by a superstar and – People that, you know, players that uh, other teams didn't want in career backups. And, and some people go, like, came at me and said, how could you say that? But it's the truth. I mean, you go down their order, and it's people that other teams didn't want, and backups the backups. I mean, you know, you have, uh, at shortstop, now Nunez is out, you have the third and fourth string, you know, uh, platform shortstop. Well, yeah. played third base the other day. He's like the, he's like the, not even, he never played third base in his life, not in Little League or anything. In the Colorado series, Joe Girardi went all in in the ninth inning, had to make a switch. They don't have that another catcher now because Cervelli's What's out up with Teixeira? And Wells went to third. What's up with Teixeira? Teixeira? I don't think he's coming back, and I also said that from the beginning. Um, that injury is similar to the one uh, Batista had in Toronto, um, and it wouldn't seem serious, you know, with the wrist, but it, it, it last year it, it hindered uh, Jose Batista from Toronto coming back. And he had spoke to Teixeira, and early on I said, I thought that if Teixeira did come back, Blue he Jays. would get, be on again, off again. And now that Yankees just upped him to a 60-day DL, yeah. um, I don't think he comes back. How, and how much do the Blue Jays suck? Nine and a half yeah, games. Out of, I, yeah. I just said that. I said, if you add up the Blue Jays and Angels records together, they're they're one game in first place in any division. The and look, most, and, and and I don't I don't mean to call this call this to your attention, but look who's right on your heels there, buddy. Somebody's somebody's American League East pick. Remember, I went long ball on you, Nick. I went long ball on you. And yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, so um, let's just uh, let's talk a few things. A note: Did you watch uh, Chris Sale pitch the other the one hitter the other night? 
last night? Yes, I did. Um, um, I, two days in a row, I watched almost no headers. I actually jinxed one. I, I said you mean uh, Wainwright? the night before. Yeah, the night before, and when he, he had uh, a no hitter going on, and I, I was on Twitter, and I, I was saying, you know, tune in, you know, no hitter, and, and someone came at me and said, you're going to jinx. I said, how am I going to jinx this guy's no hitter from sitting on my couch in Philadelphia? You, you know, know, you know what's funny? How many times? No. How many times does ESPN do the the news break, flash away, go to the game, and then right then, boom, there's the hit? How many times have you seen that in, in history? You watch so, sports and like in, in basketball games, like this guy hasn't missed a free throw in ninety nine shots. Boom, clank, clank. <laughs> clank. <laughs> well, listen, buddy, uh, we uh, we burnt through an hour like it's nobody's business, my friend. It's always nice to have you yeah. on. I've got to get to the top of the hour. I've got a, I've got uh, some horse racing kids got to call in because we are in horse racing country. So, um, yeah. Let's say, let's save a little something for it. We got a long baseball season. We'll we'll certainly do this again sometime. Again, this is Nick Swartz from the Hub Sports and also Rant Sports. Give him the dot com. Give him the, the links there, bud. It's uh, Hub Sports. It's HubFM dot com. Uh, it's a great spot. Sports and music and uh, Rant Sports is RantSports dot com. The Hub doing a lot of great things. Sports and music, not much better than that. So uh, it's always and, uh, and, uh, my pleasure, and look forward to talking to you again. Absolutely, Nick. It's always fun having you on, man. We'll talk to you real soon, buddy. Okay, so have have a nice week, my friend. All right. All right, but talk to you. Uh, we're going to get to a break here on top of the hour. When we come back, we're going to talk with Claire Nova from the Blood Horse right here on 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450thesportsbuzz.com. A decade ago, I never thought I would be at 23 on the verge of spontaneous combustion. Woe is me. But I guess that it comes with a territory anomalous landscape of never-ending I have to admit, I love that song. All versions of it. All versions of it. Even the one with the just the acoustic and the five kids all around the acoustic playing. David, do you, do you seen that one? Yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's really impressive. From a musician's perspective especially. Uh, it's, uh, I, think, I think that's actually better than the real version. I, I do too. I, I think there's more uh, there's more passion in that one than the, the real one. But uh, it's a great song. It's a great. It's it's the, that that right there. That little bell. It, it's it embedded in my mind as I roll around. So I listened to I, I listened to that when I was at the grocery the other day. I came on. So uh, we were talking about all sorts of things sports with uh, Nick Sports before the break, and um, we we are in Kentucky, and we had a pretty big horse race last week. I've got a caller on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz line. Claire, are you on there? I am. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. How are you doing? This is uh, Claire Novick. She's a uh, one of the the main bad. You, you're one of the, the the best of the best at uh, Blood Horse Magazine, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Well, we're a pretty big team, so I don't know how we all rank there, but I like to think that I try hard to provide some good coverage. Uh, this uh, Claire uh, Novak here, she may be the one person who has better access than I do at the races over here in Kentucky and <laughs> Louisville, Louisville, and uh, out in Lexington as well. Because Keeneland, we it's uh, it's it's tough to it's tough to say which one I like better. I, I I'm a much better handicapper at Churchill Downs, but the the scene for those people that have never been to Keeneland is is like no other. Wouldn't you agree? It, well, it's hard to handicap Keeneland. I mean, Polytrack. It's hard to handicap Polytrack. So. Yeah, I would agree with 
with you there that it's a lot easier to handicap at Churchill, but uh, the scene at Keeneland is just, it's really a community event, I think, more than anything else when you've got, you know, the college students from UK and the people in Lexington who belong to the thoroughbred racing industry and the whole community just really embraces it a little bit more than in Louisville, I think. Oh, it's beautiful. I, I get so excited when I turn off of 64 and and get on to Versailles Road there and see, you know, you have the farms on both sides as you roll up there. Then you have the castle as you get even closer. And then, of course, I don't know where you go in, but I, I got to sneak in the back way there at Keeneland. And it's, it's, I tell you, it's like no other. You know where you're at when you're, when you're back there for sure. It's a good time. I go any way that involves the least amount of traffic. So. <laughs> say, say. <laughs> I'll it, come it, in with a helicopter if I have to. <laughs> well, it won't, it won't be long. It won't be long with the way you, with the articles you're writing. You won't be long. You'll be rolling around in a helicopter. So, <laughs> um, but uh, so uh, anyway, let's 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 first of all set uh, let's set it up here. Tell them t- tell me what t- what your what's your title at the Blood Horse and and what your main responsibilities are or job description, whatever you, however you want to say it. But tell them a little bit about yeah. yourself. All right. Well, I'm the head racing writer at the Blood Horse, which involves scheduling the coverage of racing for the online bloodhorse.com for our website. Um, So every week I go through the races that are coming up, look at the ones that we want to make sure we get covered, and then assign those to our team. Uh, We have some great racing riders on our team. Uh, Our main guy out in California handles a lot of the racing out there, and then I pick up most of, you know, you'll see my name on stuff with, basically Churchill, Gulfstream, um, New York a lot. But we kind of just shift around um, and split up the races depending on how many there are on a given day and how many of us are working, and that's my job to make sure those get covered. And then, um, of course, I work Saturdays because that's the busiest day in racing. And I'll keep track of what's going on in the morning, you know, make sure – if it's a big race day, uh, you know, obviously for the Derby, that's a little bit different because we're working, you know, 24-7 pretty much leading up to that event. So uh, you know, that, that the Derby, you're going to be making sure, like, the Friday morning is usually when things come down, like we saw with Black Onyx. So, but uh, I just keep, you know, keep tabs on what's going on in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then once the races roll around in the afternoon, you know, I'll be covering those and getting the results up on the website for everyone. And then in addition to that, um, I do write features because my time away from the Blood Horse when I was freelancing a couple for a couple of years, I did a lot of features. And that's kind of my um, main interest as a journalist is human interest writing and telling the stories behind the people and the horses in the industry and yeah and i, and I love not, yeah i'm not very much of a business type of of you know writer i mean if you're going to ask me the the handle or the casino figures or how the slots revenue impacts blah 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 I'm not going to be as up on that as I would be on, you know, what's the story behind this horse that just ran in the eighth, you know? Well, that, and that's also, you know, that's that kind of information is more important to just a select few people, and and we're we're not in that cal- we're not in that category where the handle and stuff really affects us. But uh, but yeah, I, that's what that's why that's why I asked you have on have you on because it's. Uh, on the backside at Churchill, and it's like every time I every time I came around the corner, it's 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 there there you were or some combination of your team. It's like the blood horses is as connected as anybody, and you guys really get sort of both sides of the story. You know, the racing perspective, yeah. but 
but you also yeah, get the racing perspective in the business one. Well, and then you know we have we do have some good people on our team, like Frank Angst recently joined our team. He used to be with Thoroughbred Times, and um, he is a really good. You know, he has a good business mind. We had a guy back uh, a couple years ago, Ryan Conley, who was a good you know business writer. So there's all all the members of our team who kind of have their own specialties as writers but can also, you know, cross, pick up a story if we need to or something like that. So um, we try to keep it, you know, when I think when you're putting together an editorial team like that, you want to have people who maybe, all right, my strength is racing and I'm going to be on top of that type of stuff. But if I need to, I can write a story about, you know, a horse that's going to stud or a horse that died or something like that. There you go. Frank is the same way. You know, he can pick up a racing recap and write that, or he can handle a business story. So, again, I'm talking with. (laughs) There you go. Again, I'm talking with Claire Novick from the Blood Horse Magazine, which is an incredible publication. And what's your what's your Twitter and uh, Twitter handle for for the folks that want to want to contact you there, if, if that's okay? Yeah, there's two, actually. The Blood Horse one is at BH underscore C Novak. So that's where you're going to find 100% business, links to articles, um, information about the industry. It's kind of a very business-like Twitter. And then my at Claire Novak is my personal account, which I do tweet a lot of racing-related stuff from that. But you're also going to have to put up with, you know, pictures of my horse, <laughs> information no. about what dinner. And, well, you know, I mean, that's my- that's if you're in the tweet society like we are, like I've stumbled into most relatively recent for me. I'm I was kind of a late bloomer with the tweeting, but uh, I, you know, I, I I'll I'll post some stuff about my refrigerator and whether it's full and this and that too. So, <laughs> but uh, well, let's- I always have a lot of fun with the with the Claire Novak Twitter because. I do feel like it, you know, it, it is my personal account, but so much of my life is about horses between, you know, I, I always joke, like, my days off, I go to the farm and I ride my horse. So if I'm not writing about other people's horses or spending time around their horses or whatever, I'm around my own horse. So a huge part of my life is horses. And so I do have fun with, you know, throwing some other stuff out there that I know people are listening to that, you know, maybe my racing fans are, like, rolling their eyes, like, what the heck is she talking about? She just bought another pair of high heels, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, you got hey, hey, you got to keep it classy. You have to keep it classy, Claire. You can't, it's not all business. You got to keep it sassy and classy once in a while. Don't, don't let anybody, so, uh, but, uh, and, and, you know, and you mentioned riding your horse. It's like, there's nothing, I've been up on a horseback a few times in my life, and there's nothing quite like that, is there? No, I just got done with a lesson, actually. Um, I was worried about if I would get finished in time to talk to you, and thankfully I did. But uh, I have a new instructor that just started coming out to the farm, and I had my first lesson with her today, and she's great. But, you know, I mean, all the dynamics that go into doing that, even to uh, to just, you know, I ride and jump, and um, I don't – he's not a racehorse, obviously, but all the dynamics that go into – you know, proper equitation and the balance. And yeah, the, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 
it's a very interesting um, and challenging thing to do. I always feel like I can do something better, but also the feeling of when you get it right is very rewarding to me because I work at it, you know? Okay, well, I've got to pick your brain a little bit, too. Um, we're, we're going to flash back, and then we're going to flash forward. Uh, again, we're here with Claire Novick from the Blood Horse magazine. Um, I know I saw you out there at Oaks and Derby and several times, as we talked about, on the backside. So leading up to the Derby, you got a bunch of stories. You got a close inside look like I did as well. Where were you leading into the Derby as far as who you thought had the best chance and you can you can fudge this if you want, but I would appreciate the honesty of it uh, in terms no, of who actually you can go back and look at our handicapping show from the week before we always do our handicapping show on a Thursday. So on Thursday before the Derby, I was firmly in the corner of Orb, which makes me happy. Um, yes, I actually I had I I've liked Orb since the Fountain of Youth, and I may. Um, I have to go back and pay attention to when his Saratoga race was that um, Rosario talked to me about when he rode in there and he got kind of left at the start. And Anyway, I, I don't know if I was there for that race or not, so I'll have to find out. But when I did start to like this horse when he was still down in Florida, and then um, to see him train at Churchill, there was no way. I mean, I saw, yeah. just tout themselves, you know, like Animal Kingdom. He always looked phenomenal before he was going to run a huge race. And this horse just looks so good. You couldn't really pick against him. And you felt kind of bad because you're like, he's going to be the favorite. Everybody likes him. But it was just like he was kind of exuding that. Yeah. He was he was win. he was flaring up a bit. I I I remember yeah. we, we I, I saw you and Alicia out there on the I forget what day that was on the backside. And we also talked about how Orb and uh, Suge McGahey also had a little air of not arrogance because he's never he would never be called arrogant, but he had a, he had a level of confidence about him too going into the race. He absolutely did. Yeah, and that's another thing with Suge. I mean, he is a very you know he's not a big time touter of his horses. He's quiet and yeah. he tends to just you know go into a race not really being that confident but he was he was fairly vocal about it, it wasn't like he was bragging that he was going to win it was more just like my horse couldn't be doing better I and mean, for him to say that that way just instilled more confidence you know and uh, so where did you yeah exactly that's and that's and that's when we when i talked to you guys the other the other day when we were out before the the derby i said you know i i did a kind of a, a i walked around the corner and he was just standing there leaning up against the wall and and mm-hmm. I, I've walked up and that's kind of, I liked I love it when everybody's around but it's almost more it's it's more special to me when I walk up to someone there's nobody around and I had the same conversation with Chad Brown and uh, Chad Brown was uh, was standing there and that's who I actually really really liked in the Derby I was I was loving both both the horses and I used them both in my pick four but I really loved Normandy Invasion and I just was I was uh, at the top of the stretch. I jumped off. I jumped up, and I thought, "Man, I got a shot at this." And then Larry Coleman yeah. starts with the race car, and he's like, "An orb is going outside, and he's picking them up left and right." And I was like, "Wow!" And then I then I I, to, I honed in on orb, and it was like, "Wow, this horse isn't going to lose." There's, he, he, it was yeah, like, no. And how hot is Joel? You and I were in the same boat. You and I are in the same boat because I have had my eye on Normandy Invasion, and I was one of the people who thought coming out of the wood 
that he was going to run huge. And then when he was training at Churchill and he, he just was training like, like a freight train, he was another one. I mean, Orb was impressive, but Orb was impressive in like a, you know, within himself manner. He wasn't like hauling around there like he was going to just, you know, I mean, Normandy Invasion basically worked himself three furlongs because the exercise rider couldn't get him pulled up. Like, he, yeah, exactly. he didn't run off with the rider, but he went way too fast that he wasn't supposed to be breathing. And the my thought going into the race was either this horse is going to run absolute lights out and just, like, kick butt, or he's going to freak out and, you know, finish 17th or something. So... I was really impressed with him, not only because, uh, you know, he did run so well. And people said, oh, the, you know, Javier Castellano may have made a little bit of an early move mm-hmm. on him. And I don't really know what I think about that yet. I, I'd have to analyze the race more. But I do know that that horse, for being a tappet um, and going that far, you know, he, that's a, he's a good horse. He's a very nice horse. And um, I think you were totally right to, you know, have some suspicions of him going in the race. Well, and and I've got to get to a quick break here. On on the other side, I'd like to come back and talk about just that as we uh, preview this this Saturday's race. If you can stay with me, sounds good. Okay, we'll be back in just a second here on fourteen fifty the Sports Buzz and fourteen fifty the Sports Buzz. I'm talking with Claire Novick of the Blood Force. We're going to talk Preakness on the way back out. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm your DJ. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, feels good. Oh yeah. Ooh, ooh. DJ, the question is, do you know who this is? <laughs> You're not cheating, are you? <laughs> well, I mean, it's already there. I mean, when I pull the song up, I... <laughs> I, <laughs> I tell you what, I, I've got a bit of an afro when I let my hair grow out, but I was thinking about afro fade, like the kid did. How cool would that be? Tell me that wouldn't be, be awesome. Tell me that wouldn't be awesome. <laughs> anyway, um, this is the Big Nasty Show. Welcome back. We're, we're, we're talking with Claire Novak from The Blood Horse. You still on there, Claire? I am here. <laughs> well, thanks for calling in today and spending a little time with us. We've got, um, we just got through the, the busiest and most exciting time in the horse racing business of the year, but there's still more to come, is there not? That's right, yeah. How could I forget? I think I need to unpack my derby suitcase so I can pack for Preakness because I leave Wednesday, so ah, I might need to get through some of that laundry. Oh, <laughs> I tell you. Now, you uh, do you live local here, Claire? Are you? you live, I live in Lexington. Yeah. Oh, you live in Lexington. Okay, so fairly, fairly local. Yeah, that's the Lexington. There's more uh, for those that don't know that are out of the area. There's a lot more horse farms and a lot of the more of the breeding part of the equation and the sales part of the equation sort of happens out in Lexington. Whereas Churchill's got the arguably one of the best tracks in the country where they run the best race, but it's more horse racing oriented. They do have the barns and such, but. Uh, yeah, it's very um, it's very different here where, you know, everybody, the farms are so close, like you say, and Churchill has its own kind of, 
interesting atmosphere, though. I, I like it. It feels very homey to me because it was one of the first tracks that I got to spend some time working at when I got into the industry. So. Well, and that's and that I was that leads that segues perfectly into my questions. I was wondering, are you from this area originally, Claire? Or are you uh, an import? I'm an import, yes. I, uh, I'm i an Illinois bred. Oh, you're an Illinois bred. I'm a Pennsylvania bred. I'm an Illinois bred, yeah. So when we talk about it, about the Preakness here and some some Illinois derby. I got you. I got, say no more. We'll hold, hold, <laughs> hold off on in a second. I did want to mention that the uh, that I'm a Pennsylvania bred, and I have representation from Smarty Jones and Little E.T. Nice. And Little E.T. There was some connections nice. there too. So you know, you, you, you can get you can get a diamond in the rough. <laughs> Are you That's from a small? Right. Hey, there's nothing wrong with Pennsylvania. And there sure as heck ain't anything wrong with Illinois because it raised me. So I must the, be doing great. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. So this <laughs> Claire Novick from the Blood Horse here. We're having a, we're shooting the breeze today on a Monday afternoon. Your week has started if you're here in the Louisville area and you're listening to your cars. You're driving around the city. Um, we were talking Derby before the break, and we were going to talk Preakness here in a minute. I was just getting a little background uh, information on Claire. So you live in Lexington. Where did you go to school at, dear? I actually did not go to college. Oh. Very interesting. I like the, uh, you know, if Texas Bling had ended up running in the Derby, I would be the Texas Bling of <laughs> uh, <Riders>. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Sadly, he didn't end up running in the Derby, but I, I still love the underdog. But, um... Pretty much my, my story in a nutshell is that I grew up loving horses, was always involved with riding, and a uh, huge racing fan uh, from the time I was probably about 12 years old. My mom made the mistake of buying the Black Stallion series, like the entire series for me from a used bookstore. They're the actual... Like, I had first editions of the 1942, you know, or whatever, 45 Black Stallion Wow! All of the whole series. You know, and, uh, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, that's one of my favorites ever. The Black Stallion movies. Yeah, well, try reading the books and be twelve years old, and pretty much Walter Farley, um, who was amazing. Uh, he actually wrote the Black Stallion while he was still. In, he started it, I believe, when he was still in high school, and it was published when he was still an undergrad student at. Columbia University. So he was kind of one of those inspiring people to me that he did a lot when he was very young. And um, for sure, always yeah. wanted to cover, always wanted to cover racing, always from those books. And granted, that those books are a very romanticized view of of racing. And, yeah, you, know, <laughs> you have to imagine being a. a you know, nine, ten, eleven, twelve-year-old reading them, you're going to be like, "Oh my gosh, this is the best thing in the world." You well, know? I, I, mean, I never read the books. <laughs> I, I'll admit, I, I'm I'm not as big of a reader as I should be, but I never read the books. I did see the movies. Um, I forget what the little kids, the actor who was the jockey in those movies, it was. Um, I, I don't remember his name. Uh, I, I want to say Ricky uh, Ricky um, Schroeder, but it, it it was in that genre. It was that same type of character. But uh, anyway, that, I just remember him like you know that that in um, in the Sea Biscuit movie, the scene where um, where he gets on the horse at the farm after the injury or after oh, yeah. after the layaway, and he takes him out by himself on the farm, and he like opens him up in those fields. Yeah. I just get chills. That that just gave me chills. Uh, and I'm not, yeah. you know, I've never been on a thoroughbred. Uh, I've been on a thoroughbred retired, but I've never been on one and like opened it up because I, I would love to do that. Of course, nobody, yeah, <laughs> nobody wants me on their horse because I'm a, a large man. 
So. <laughs> well, I was, my horse is, uh, I, I don't know if he ever raced or not. I don't know about his background as far as his breeding. He is a thoroughbred, um, and he's a big, tall guy, and his favorite thing to do, I mean, he wants to jump, so we've got that, but if you take him cross-country and you're going in, you know, some type of pasture or, yeah. you know, big open field, I mean, that is, they love that so much, I'd, and to be to ride them and do that, he just ah, oh, that's one of the most the funnest things I've ever done on my horse, and I look forward to that every time. I, I know it. We get a gallop cross country. I'm I'm down. Oh, I love it. I I've been well now on that on that note on the downside though. Have you ever been Have you ever been projected or flown through the air as a result of a bad step or? Uh, I've, I've been, I have, I have. Uh, Actually, I have a thing where I'm, I fall off once a year, so thankfully I've already gotten it out of the way this year. Um, <laughs> oh, well, at so least there I, won't be any more. There won't be any more falling off. At least there's um, some consistency. No, I have, <laughs> I've taken a couple of decent spills, but nothing. Um, you know, I've had the wind knocked out of me. I think I got a concussion one time. Um, and I, I didn't go to the hospital for it, but I'm fairly certain that it did involve some minor amount of concussion but my favorite one actually involved like the the lowest fence that you could possibly imagine like you could have walked up to it and stepped over it and been like no problem piece of cake and it was just the timing of when the approach to the jump yeah everything was going wrong before we got there and and basically my horse was like abort mission abort mission <laughs> just just, like, gave oh, just, <laughs> just gave up just just gave up on the I jump <laughs> the horse did that. Pardon, so, pardon my laughter. Pardon. The only reason I laughed is because I've been there before. I was projected, I was projected through the air at a dead stop. I, this paint horse I rode one time. I used to do some work with the horse therapy and the kids with the cerebral mm-hmm. palsy and Down syndrome, which was mm-hmm. which was an amazing opportunity that I did for a little while. But I would ride as that was basically my pay. I was volunteering, so I would get to ride once a week, and I I, I looked forward to it so much. And it's funny you mentioned it because that's when we would get out into the open into the field, and the horse that I rode was a retired thoroughbred, and she would like I would just kiss at her a little bit and go, and she would go, and she loved it, and of course yeah. I did too. Uh, but I got on this paint horse one time, and I, like I said, I'm not a small man, and uh, he didn't have he went wanted no part of me being on his back. No part of it. And we, we went, we went, I was trying to get him to kind of run, open up and run a little faster. And he just planted his two front hooves, dead planted them. And I literally, and he put his head down and I literally like a slingshot right off of him. It went flying. Well, well, it it rung my bell. I'll tell you that much. I I rolled around and I was like, whoa, I'm a little old. I haven't been, haven't been done like this for a while. So, but uh, I love it. Every opportunity I get to ride horses, I I embrace it. I, I love it. So. Yeah, well, they're awesome. It's a lot of fun, and that that fall actually happened about, I think it was three or four days before I was supposed to leave for Breeders' Cup, and the bruise from landing, I, I hit the the fence with my outer, like the outside of my side. So basically, the, I had a bruise the size of a dinner plate, and it was like the the most gorgeous bruise that I have ever seen. I mean, it was very. <laughs> It was it was like pink, purple, green, like blue, 
And I was like, okay, thank God that it's up high-ish because I'm wearing a breeder's coat now and I'm, I wear dresses that, you know, heaven forbid that it had been down lower on my calf or something. But it was quite interesting because actually riding on the plane there, it was still pretty painful to, to you know, sit that long and have that big bruise. But huh. once I got to Santa Anita, it kind of, it cleared up, but yeah, that was, that's one of the great things about riding my horse. I always do kind of keep in the back of my mind, you know, I really, if I have to break anything, it needs to not be an arm or a wrist or a finger or yeah, anything you that keep them tightening. Keep them wrapped. I'm telling you, keep that stuff wrapped up. They need you writing for the blood horses. This is uh, Claire Novick. They, they need you healthy. We're, we're talking about injuries. We're talking about horse injuries. So um, <laughs> anyway, let's, let's change directions here just a little bit. Um, we do have a fairly big race coming up on Saturday. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever heard of this. I know you have. But uh, they've got the Preakness from from Maryland uh, on Saturday, and from what I've seen so far, the weather is supposed to cooperate. I don't know how bad it's, how it, there's a potential for a little bit of rain, but it looks as if we're going to have a dry surface, both turf and uh, the main track for this race. Um, yes, I've heard it's going to be pretty good. So I, fingers I, I did hear some news late last night into this morning uh, of a departure of one of the candidates, one of the probables. Uh, Vijack has been scratched from the race. Uh, I'm sure you heard about that. Yes. Um, well, he was one of the ones that was kind of on the fence about running like they hadn't decided. So they did come out and say that, you know, not this race, which is probably in the best interest since he didn't run that great in the derby and he uh, – he doesn't need to wheel around in two weeks to come back and, and run here. So I don't really think he he doesn't really miss anything by not running in the, in the breakfast. It's probably the best idea. Well, obviously, that's what they're, the owner and trainer are deciding. So they feel it's in the best interest of the horse. Yeah, and that's always it, – it, it can be a tough decision when you have – you know, there's a lot of people don't realize uh, horses of this magnitude – there's not just one or two people involved. A lot of times there's several people involved in this decision-making process to get them to and from these races. There's a lot involved, uh, which you know is uh, writing for the, the blood horse, but a lot of people don't realize that. Um, but that, that yeah. leaves us with a field of nine going in the Preakness. Of course, the big story of, is Shug McGahee and, and the Phipps and Orb, which has every bit of as good a chance as any to win the Triple Crown. Um, that's going to yeah. be your big story, of course. Um, unfortunately, I've got a couple horses, and I, you may as well, that I think could potentially play spoiler in this particular Triple Crown party. Um, yes. Well, as mentioned earlier, um, you know, I'll be keeping a, quite a close eye on departing, and that's the Illinois Derby winner. Basically, what happened this year was that, you know, Churchill Downs decided they're going to have this new point system, and each prep race is worth points, and you have to have a certain amount of points to make the Derby field. And before it used to only be done on earnings, I'm sure you know that, but maybe for the benefit of your listeners. Um, So this year they had to collect a certain amount of points by running in these these prep race qualifiers, like the Florida Derby was worth a certain amount of points, et cetera. Well, the Illinois Derby, which has been used as a as a race for horses to run in leading up to the derby the kentucky derby real quick was not yes it was not given any point yeah that's well what's your thoughts on that real quick yes my thoughts on that are i'm an illinois bred, so i was a little disappointed exactly but they didn't give any points to the illinois derby now granted um the the situation was basically Churchill and Hawthorne have been in disputes over racing dates in Illinois because of Arlington Park, which is a Churchill-owned company, 
which is also a racetrack in Illinois. So I understand that it's a purely political move. I just thought it was fairly short-sighted on the part of Churchill to, you know, diminish the status of a prep race that has historic significance and that has in the past um, had good horses come out of it. The, the most recent additions of the Illinois Derby, there have been a couple of horses that won that didn't end up being that high quality, like Duntalkin was one last year who didn't end up being that great. And then Joe Van was another one who wasn't so good. But you do have horses who have come out of that race, like um, – Musket Man, there have been some others that I can't think of off the top of my head, but if you go back and look at the past winners, they may not have won the Derby, but they turned out to be very good um, three-year-olds and older horses. And so the quality of the race is not at question when, you know, they decided not to give it points. It was really just a political thing, so I didn't like that. Okay. Um, so I, I, as far as the parting is concerned, I do, um, I do think he's, a horse on the improve. I really liked the race that he ran in the Illinois Derby. I liked his big, um, steady advance from behind. He pretty much just, you know, continued to tick off horses with a big outside run. I'll tell you and some. Drew off. I'll tell you some. I'll tell you some insider information. I played golf with Brian on Friday. So, yeah. So uh, I also. I'm on the side of departed, departing, pardon me, in this particular race. I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit, Claire, because I've got to get to another break here in just a second. Okay. Um, I'm going to put yeah. you on the spot. Okay, so we obviously, Orb has the potential to win the Triple Crown. That's going to be the story this year. I want you to give me, mm -hmm. besides departing, another horse that can get that done. And I have a funny feeling we're going to agree on this one. Well, you know, I don't know about this. I, um, I'm still trying to decide. I might go with a horse. Trained by D. Wayne Lucas. Uh oh. And well, you got I, three of them. I, I, yeah, I'm. I'm either going to go with Oxbow or we'll take charge, and I'm leaning more towards the side of we'll take charge. Okay, this um, is this is Claire Novick from the Blood Horse. We we both like <laughs> Orb as a potential for a Triple Crown, but potential win. We're going with either one of those two, and then departing. Yeah, here's if, here's my deal. I am I'm definitely Orb departing exacta. Okay, that's no. There's no question there. So it's going to be whoever is going to be the third horse to fill out what I'd like to do is like probably a trifecta box. Yeah, I got you. Like that. Or maybe, so I, you know, I don't know. People said he was making a great run. He was like matching strides with Orb and then Verrazano got in his way and, you know, he lost, he had to check twice and all this stuff. Um, you know, I may end up, I, I always am a big proponent of go to the track, see the horses train in the morning see who looks the best getting over go. the surface, even if they're just galloping. So I'm going to hedge my hedge my little on-the-spot thing there to say, from what I saw coming out of the race, it maybe will take charge that I end up going with, but if I get up there and Thursday and Friday see some horses going, getting over the track and I say, wow, that horse is really stands out to me, uh, I'll, I'll be sure and tweet some information okay. out there so I can follow up on it. All right, Claire. Well, listen, I've got to get going here. Uh, I want you to I want you to remember this, and you you heard it here. And I don't want you to forget about this horse because I think if he okay. makes the same move at the same time in the Preakness as he made in the Derby, I think Normandy Invasion might be able to hold that late charge from Orwolf. Mm -hmm. Don't forget about you Normandy Invasion. I might be forgetting about my boy Milute too. Now yeah, oh, yeah. Now well, <laughs> well, I'll see you at the track. I'll see you. You're leaving Wednesday, right? 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna fly out Wednesday. I actually fly out of Louisville because uh, I get a direct flight from Louisville to Baltimore. All right. Well, listen, Claire, I've got to get going here. Thank you so much for calling in and giving me some of that insight. This is Claire Novick from the Blood Horse. And uh, anytime, feel free to call in. I'd love to chat with you some more about all this good stuff if you get a chance. All right, Claire, have a nice afternoon. Have a safe trip up to the Freakness, and uh, we'll we'll chit-chat later and find out if we were both, either one of us are right. So. All right, sounds good. All right, thanks, Claire. Uh, We're going to go to a quick break here on 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450thesportsbuzz.com. This is The Big Nasty Show. Welcome back here to the Big Nasty Show. We were just talking with Claire Novick about horses and the Preakness. Uh, she's got departing and one or the other of the uh, Wayne Lucas horses. And I'm going to take Normandy Invasion for the upset, possibly Orb. Um, we uh, There's some national news we didn't get to. We have uh, we'll talk about a few things uh, in a sort of a somber note, but also a glorious note. They've decided that they might be um, burning down or raising the uh, Sandy Hook Elementary School. Uh, they've decided that the memories are too bad for this. They're gonna they're gonna burn it down. So I wanted to touch base with that. Hopefully, I think that's a great thing. Why not burn it down? Bring it back on. So I got uh, we got a we got a new guy uh, getting acquainted with things in the studio there. Uh, Brandon, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Doing good. Looking good. Uh, we Dugan's got to stop bringing such such pretty people, such good looking people into the booths for me because I can't get anything done. I can't concentrate on my collars when people are looking to good. This guy's got a full leisure suit on. I'm telling you what, decked to the nines. He's almost as stylish as DJ Ace, but not as often. So, you watching any of that golf this weekend, buddy? Uh, no, unfortunately, I didn't catch it. I heard Tiger Woods won though. Uh, Tiger Woods. Well, here's what happened. Let me let me give you the rundown. Uh, Sergio Garcia decided to make a stink on the uh, the play in the the. Uh, on the course, apparently Tiger and his caddy were making noise and groveling with the crowd during Sergio's swing, and he was fired up about this. So he he goes on to make some comments, and then they played together on Saturday, which was I think which is hilarious, and they were tied most of the last final round. But um, it's not smart to piss Tiger off, and I, I think even if you didn't see the tournament, that's uh, you know that's that's the that's the moral of the story is you don't want to you don't want to piss Tiger Woods off. Uh, you think you can play golf? Uh, not at all. <laughs> Tiger's uh, Tiger's got his game in order. So I wanted to talk about. They were talking about the Michael Jackson. We just went past the reunion of his or the anniversary of his death, and apparently his longtime makeup artist of twenty seven years was stated as saying leading up to his death that he was lethargic, could barely talk, and was always talking gibberish when he talked. So he, he, the signals were there. He was crying out for help. He was he was whacked on drugs, man. He was whacked on these high test drugs. You ever slept in a hyperbaric chamber? Uh, never. I've never got one. Either. I've got one shipped to my getting shipped to my house because I hear that it, it uh, keeps your aging down. To sleeps in one of those. Doesn't a T, he? Yeah, to a lot of people do. A lot of a lot of athletes sleep in them. So they're they've actually created them for horses, but it's like a sleeve. Um, I do have a little quick ride and dirty I wanted to get to. Uh, apparently, the uh, ex Detroit Lions wide receiver. Uh, Titus Young, he got arrested not once, not twice, but
but three times in one day. <laughs> three times a lady. How how can you how can you possibly if I don't understand these guys that are that are multimillionaires, how they get in any trouble at all, but yet they just cannot stay out of trouble. He's got seventy five thousand dollars bail, so I don't know what's going on. So we got the NBA playoffs going on. Man, a lot going on this week. We have the NBA playoffs. The weather's supposed to be nice all week. It's supposed to be in the eighties tomorrow. The eighties on Wednesday. We've got the NBA playoffs all week. The series will be wrapping up. A couple of them will be anyway. NHL is in the is in the Stanley Cup playoffs. There's still eight teams. Well, there's actually not because two of those series are over. Uh, they're going to be playing this week. We've got uh, uh, in NFL news. It's I want you all to understand that the Redskins are going to keep their name. The uh, the Indians were upset about it and they were trying to get rid of the name, but the Redskins and the owners and they say it's not. It doesn't discriminate and it's not uh, insulting, so they're going to keep the Redskins name. Um, I want you to know that we can't do any of this without our our helpful sponsors. Uh, one of those is Saints and St. Matthews. I was supposed to talk to Bruce today, but I didn't get a chance to get him on. Um, he, uh, you can be found right there in the heart of St. Matthews. Saints, their phone number there is 891-8883. They've got a great place to watch all your games, your sports games. They've got a great menu. They've got a VIP lounge upstairs. I'm also getting ready to go play some golf at Oxmoor Country Club, which is one of the best country clubs around. They've got a banquet facility for their wedding. They've got you can you can call them at Oxmoor Country Club. It's four nine one seven eight seven seven. They'll take care of everything for you on your great day. If you remember, I want you to always remember. Salute Tiger Woods for winning the tournament, winning it handily. Um, I'm going to be at Churchill Downs on Friday this week. We're going to be doing a live broadcast from out at Churchill Downs. We're going to continue with that on the Fridays. Um, Matt Kenseth needs to be congratulated for winning at Darlington. Jeff Gordon made his 700th career start. I want you to know that if you're driving around Louisville or Kentuckyana, just turn your radios to 1450 AM. Uh, You're going to get this program and all the other ones throughout the day. They're going to keep you satisfied with everything you need. The... uh, Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh is in town to play the Louisville Cardinal baseball team, the 16th, 17th, and 18th out at Jim Patterson Stadium. If you don't have anything going on, stop out there and check that out. It's a great place to see a game. The uh, Reds have an a actual nine-game uh, road series. It's uh, Miami, 14th, 15th, and 16th, and then they go to Philly for three games. And then they're back uh, at New York, the Mets three games from there too so remember when you're driving around your car check out 1450 the sports buzz we've got sponsorship opportunities at all times here big nasty show 13 at gmail.com um if uh if you want to listen to us in digital quality it's 1450 the sports buzz and 1450 the sports for brandon our, our new arrival for dj yates we've got a afternoon drive coming up next with trevor kelsey and perrin johnson and we'll see you friday from churchill downs right here on the big nasty show on 1450 the sports buzz and 1450 the sports buzz.com